Hi, I'm Jamie. And welcome to Ritani Shitwikis, podcast where we're talking about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today we're going to be talking about everything from Universal Scheduling, Jordan Peele's newest film for next Christmas uh, to the latest episodes of u
on the on the horror spectrum, it's on the lighter side, surprisingly, but it's still like kind of freaking weird. It's like close encounters, but if it was like weird and okay. tension filled. I don't know. We'll see. I just honestly like um I just haven't. I know it's good. I've heard very good things about it. I just haven't had a I just haven't yet. That's so. fair. That's fair. If I ever get the feeling to watch it, I will let you know. All so. right. Anyways. Moving on to our next topic. First reported by the site uh, One Take News and then corroborated by THR. Uh, the filmmakers began this year's Best Picture winner, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner are working on the upcoming Star Wars series Skeleton Crew on Disney Plus from John Watts, the director. Simon Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, respectively, with the series starring uh, Jude Law inside the New Republic era and centering on a group of kids lost in space trying to find their way home. According to the report, Kwan and Shiner were brought onto the project and shot their episode last year, following the duo completing their newest film, Everything Everywhere All at Once. But Kwan, Kwan later elaborating on Instagram, saying, We love John, we love Star Wars, love learning new tech. We love meeting new cast and crew, and we need the days to keep our health care. So it was an easy yes. Uh, and then also, in addition in addition to that news, we also got the official story trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, the official synopsis reads, The dark times are closing in as Cal Kessis, played by Karen Monaghan, uh, sees as a safe haven far from the, reaches, from the reach of the Empire. Five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a, a more mature Cal must look beyond his lightsaber to find his destiny in the shadow of the Empire. The game will be available on PlayStation 5, uh, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC on April 28th, 2023. So the, uh, so the Daniels are directing an episode of Skeleton Crew. That'll be cool. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm just... Yeah, and also everyone was... Everyone, uh, like, upon hearing you'd be like, oh, shit, are they going to... Because I think a lot of... There's a whole thing with Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get fully into it, but basically, because I didn't really have an official source on this, but they just also know the pair of directors, and this is before celebration, mm-hmm. so they were a bit concerned. So, but luckily, and just as I'm editing this episode, it's been reported by Variety that Stephen Knight, uh, not Stephen Dean Knight, but um, Stephen Knight, a creator of Netflix's Peaky Blinders, is writing the screenplay, replacing Lindelof and Carrere, Justin Brick Gibson. Uh, for a bit of context, this is for the Untitled Star Wars movie that will be directed by our Shamin Obadiah Chinoy, who directed episodes four and five of uh, Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Daniel was like, hey, we're only doing this for like one episode, plus we need the help. Plus, uh, in order to keep directing, I guess this is a thing with the DGA, and I didn't know this, but like, apparently you have to keep directing in order to keep your health care. Yeah, I've heard that. I heard, there's an interview, I forgot who it was, but there's an actor, and he was saying... He, Maybe it was even um uh I can't I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But he basically said asked his agent to get him anything just so he could keep his health care for the following year or whatever. So yeah. I guess it is a thing that they have to do there's probably like a quota or there's some mm-hmm. something that they have to follow to be able to keep their health care mm-hmm. to show that they're actively working, I guess. Yeah. Which is sucking. Or trying to, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, which is sucky because I'm just like, what if you're like 80 years old and you just don't have the ability to act? Like, are you on a benefits mm-hmm. plan in that type of stuff? Like, I don't know how the old people do it. They must either have enough retirement placed away or something. You must have something set up. I don't know. Yeah, no, because just... there's got to be some like, like when Harrison Ford ends up retiring or mm-hmm. whatever. If he ever retires. Be, if he ever retires, but like the older. Yeah. Guys, they must have to have something in place. Yeah, yeah I, I, I asked about that question as well. But yeah, either way, I'm excited for Daniels to direct an episode. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Also, and as for Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, I'm glad that we got confirmation on Marin and Grizz and like they're fine and stuff. But mm-hmm. it seems like it is going to be most, a mostly cow focused journey. Which makes sense. Yeah. And just, yeah, no, it is just five years. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, five years. Also, um, apparently the character that is like, um, and you let this empire rule and stuff like the guy who like from the Storm Hel- Stormtrooper helmet. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's from the like the High Republic era. Interesting. So I'm I'm very curious to see like who that character is and stuff because I I'll be fully honest I haven't necessarily delved into that era yet. I've here's the thing I've read I've listened to the audio book and this was during lockdown. I've listened to the audio book of the first book, uh, Why the mm-hmm. Jedi. But other than that, though, I haven't really gotten, I haven't really delved into that era of Star Wars yet. I'm kind yeah. of waiting until the Acolyte comes out, and that way I can get a bit more, ex- give me a bit more explainer videos. But also, like, I do genuinely want to like do that. It's just time and commitment and stuff. And yeah, but yeah. Either way, I'm I'm very curious about this one and stuff. And yeah, me too. It should be interesting. It'll be yeah. fun. Anyway, moving on to our next topic, we got an official Red Man trailer to Joyride. Success reads, when Audrey's business trip to Asia goes sideways, she enlists the aid of Lolo, uh, her irreverent childhood best friend, who's also happens to be a hot mess, Kat, her college friend turned Chinese soap um, soap star, and Deadeye, uh, Lolo's eccentric cousin. Their no-holds-bar epic experience become a journey of bonding friendship and belonging and wild debauchery that reveals a universal truth of what it means to know who uh to yeah, to know and love who you are uh directed by crazy rich asians co-writer uh, adele lim the film stars audrey park uh sherry cola uh academy award nominee stephanie sue uh serena Wu, ryan chen uh laurie tension uh david Den- uh deniman uh annie momo uh desmond chime Esalen Chime, uh, Alexander Hodge, and Chris Payne, and is scheduled for release on July 7th. So this has been getting a ton of buzz out of uh, South by Southwest, and you kind of know, and I kind of see why, because this trailer was fucking hilarious. It looks very funny. It looks like it, it's a very, very funny movie. Also, the 72 Supremacy Reigns? Yep. Just... Just, <laughs> just good in these wacky roles kind of thing, crazier <laughs> roles. So it should be fun. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in and stuff. And just, um, just after you, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that last part of the trailer. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> it just, it just, it just like. Hey, honey, you good? Did you get the coke bags out? Yeah, but only seven, and I think I put in eight. Just push, pull. I mean, twist it. It's not a puppet. It's my asshole. I know it's it's a very very funny trailer yeah so. no. yeah no and if, and if what's believed from uh south by southwest which by the mm-hmm. way they've made a lot of shit this year mm-hmm. like john mcfour air dungeons and dragons like jesus christ save some for the rest of us for real <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no I'm, I'm in i'm in yeah and good thing we got that out of the way because the next one's gonna be a bit um actually the next three topics are actually going to be a bit sad so well somewhat sad and it's gonna be a bit it's gonna be a bit heavy folks especially with this one so yeah um anyway moving on to our next topic uh via variety lance reddick who appeared in major uh television series like the wire french boss and films like the john wick franchise um passed away i'm very very 
uh, at the age of 60 from natural causes in his home at Studio City, California. Born on June 7th, 1962 in Baltimore, Maryland, Riddick was best known for play, playing hardened police chiefs and other men of authority like his character uh, Baltimore Police Lieutenant uh, Tetra Daniels on The Wire or Philip Rowe. Rollins, a special agent for Homeland Security and head of the French division on the show Friends, which is where I was first introduced to the actor, or Sharon from the John Wick franchise. Uh, most recently, uh, Reddick starred as Albert Wesker last year on Netflix's short-lived Resident Evil, an adaptation of the popular zombie video game. He also provided voice work on season two of Amazon's Legend of Fox Machina, which was released in January. Their voice roles include the villain. And Silanus in two popular PlayStation games, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West, which were released last year, plus voicing Commander Zavala in the Long Running Destiny franchise. He was also cast as the Greek god Zeus in Disney Plus's highly anticipated Pierce Jackson Olympian series, um, adapted from the popular book series by Rick Gordon, um, with him already completed filming his scenes. So for those that are wondering, did he complete his scenes? Yeah, he did complete his scenes. Um, his other upcoming roles include Hulu's White Man Can't Jump remake, which is set to be released on May 19th, uh, Dane DeVito's St. Sebastian, Netflix's Shirley Chrism biopic, uh, Shirley, uh, Showtime's uh, The Kane Mutiny Court Martial, and the space drama Apetros. Uh, in a statement from his wife, Stephanie, she said, Lance was taken from us far too soon. Thank you for your overwhelming love, support, and beautiful story shared on these platforms over the last, over these social media platforms over the last day. Along with Stephanie, uh, Lance is survived by his children, Yvonne Nicole Reddick and Christopher Reddick. May you rest in peace. This sucked. Yeah, it's very sad. He was actually like one of those actor, actors that was just like, hey, I remember you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but also just like I was first introduced to him via Fringe mm. and stuff. So I will always remember. He also had like one of the best skits on um, this fucking dude, Eric Andre. Okay. And stuff. So if you haven't seen his skit on Eric Andre, I recommend that. Also watch his sub on Funny or Die. Like the man, like unless you play like, again, Men of Authority and like Seriousness. And stuff, he did have, a, like, a very wild sense of humor about him and stuff. And just, and isn't a kind of afraid to, like, poke fun at, like, himself or just, like, just, yeah, no, it just, again, he was taken to us far too soon. And it really sucks, because also John Wick 4 comes out this week. Mm-hmm. And this is one of his last performances and stuff, and just, like, shit. That's sad. Yeah, and again, only 60, that's... That's pretty young, to be that's, honest. That's young. That's way too fucking young. And I'm just... Again, this was a man that, for the most part, was at least very kind and very kind and stuff, and just was dedicated to his craft and stuff. And just, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Just, it's trashy all the less. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to our last topic of the day, and this one I did not see coming at all. Um, an exclusive from THR, Victoria Alonso, the longtime and high-profile Marvel series executive, who was also the president of physical and post-production visual effects and animation, and had been with the company since its inception in 2005, parted ways with Marvel. As for why, while the exact uh, cause of termination is unclear, according to Wright, the decision was made by a Katorium 
including human resources, Disney's legal department, and multiple executives, including Disney's entertainment co-chairman, uh, Alan Berman, to all to whom all of Marvel Studios reports to. Uh, Alonzo, Alonzo's um, longtime boss and Marvel chief creative officer, Kevin Feige, felt mirrored in an impossible situation and ultimately did not intervene with Alonzo, reportedly felt, felt blindsided. So that happened. And just as I made in this episode, again, it's also been, it's now been reported by THR that the main reason why Alonzo was fired uh, was due to a breach in contract. Uh, she was a producer on the film RGT in 1984, historical legal drama about the trials of Gentiles, which was the trial that prosecuted the last of Argentina's military dictatorship, uh, which was received by Amazon. Uh, according to insi- insiders, Alonzo breached a 2018 agreement that saw her violate the company standards of business conduct that states employees would not work for competing CEOs. Alonzo did not... Per- uh, asked for permission for work, uh, to work on Art in 1985, nor did she give notice, but did the film out of her own volition. However, uh, an IndieWire artic- um, Indie article published last month on the film stated that she did have permission on the film. Uh, when Disney found out about her about uh, the project and the vol- and the violation, her longtime service and veteran says endangered the company to give her a deposition on the condition that she would not work on the movie any further. She also was told not to promote it or publicize it in any way. The situation of a top executive working on a movie outside a company confines would seem serious enough to involve uh, the management audit team and a new memo was signed according to insider however according to the uh exclusive she was reminded of her agreement and her, her brief several times but um appearances continued um she was even appeared on the oscars rival carpet not as a marvel ex- executive so she would on uh, marvel's multi-nominated black Panther kind of forever as a producer walking with her film santiago mitri what also wrinkled disney's executives was th- that she worked on the promotion of the movie her purview while she worked on the promotion movie, her purview of Marvel's visual effects as president of physical and post-production vis- of visual effects and animation projects was busier than ever. In any case, things came to a head post-Oscars and Alonzo was terminated for cause. So yeah, that uh, happened. And again, I, as I was editing this, I found out about this. So yeah, this is kind of actually the real reason why, but yeah. Anyways, back to the episode. Um, this also comes at a tumultuous time for the company, as its most recent feature in, in Lost Quantumania, the poor reception at the box office, but only making about $463 million globally to date, the worst performance of the Amian franchise in a figure that, me, that means that we'll struggle to break even in the theatrical window and receiving also a mixed reception with critics uh, among critics and fans. In addition, the amount of projects uh, for movies, also new streaming shows intended to bolster Disney Plus between 2021 and 2022, started to reach a breaking point when multiple visual effects artists began uh, to loudly complain about Marvel's demanding uh, post-production schedules with complaints reigning from unrelenting overtime to chronic understaffing to the inability to avoid substandard uh, substandard work due to constantly changing deadlines. Some singled out Alonzo, whose job it was to get the projects through the post-production stage as a kingmaker who would blacklist artists who have pissed her off in any way. Or on the flip side, the idea of a senior executive tariff by rank and file artist person reports feel a bit off. Um, some um, they told variety, um, some folks told variety. Um, above the line, above the line, three different up and coming Marvel actors agree that Alonzo was only a supportive force on set. She was the epitome of a professional and newer stuff, said one former Disney film executive. Indeed, it seems that there's a bit of more of a systemic issue with one visual effects artist telling Variety that the biggest issue for them was Marvel's inability to provide clear guidelines. The show I was 
I was on really struggled because with an established character whose powers they were reconceiving for the MCU. Uh, the artist said on the condition in the most complaints, he said, came from one down of a frame. Marvel doesn't figure shit out beforehand. Uh, back to Alonzo, in addition to be her behind-the-scenes work, Alonzo has become an important ambassador for the student's representation efforts and was outspoken during Disney's debut with Florida over its Don't Say Gay bill as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, saying, as long as I'm with Marvel, I will fight for representation, as well as name one of people's, uh, people in Espanol uh, magazine's most influential Hispanic women in 2019 and 2020 and been featured on THR's Women in Entertainment Power a power 100 list multiple time but then in addition to that this is going in some rumor mill rumor mill and stuff uh so take this with a grain of salt according to the site the cause of circle a century project is in the is in the works with it expected to kind of be a special presentation and expected the film alongside the upcoming phase five entry thunderbolts which is set to star Florence Pugh and sebastian sand the latter of which is expected to uh, begin production this june simply they said the date was gonna be june 12th um uh, with a 2024 release date anticipated uh, for the bit of context, the Sentry, aka Robert Reynolds, is a Superman-like character. We kind of, I think, reported him about two weeks ago in terms of abilities and themes. And this is the one that that uh, Stephen Young is rumored to be playing. Cool. So let's talk about this Victoria Alonso news, because holy shit. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. Yeah. I don't know what else to really say. It's just a lot. Sounds like it's a mess or some conflicting... Not conflicting, but like some people are saying she was not good, too hard, like mm-hmm. with the blacklisting of people she didn't like and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It just sounded like a mess. And then she was responsible for a lot of the, I don't know if it's true, but like the toxicity with the VXS, like the, um, I think, I'm, yeah. 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 I, um, yeah. I think it might have been more of a combination. Like, I think it's probably. I think it's a combination of that and then also the systemic issue from Marvel not really planning his shit out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just, I swear to God, fight it. Just uh, y'all need to get your shit in in order. Yeah. But because there's too many things going on. And we talked about that. Yeah. So just, just uh, God damn it. I know. You, like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And also, like, for me, like, Again, the first time I heard about this news was very unexpectedly because I literally had learned about this news via Twitter and stuff. And I just, and I was literally on like a Twitter space with folks and I'm just like, just talking about it and stuff. But yeah, no, to me, I it's surprising because like, I always figured that she was going to be the number two. Like if I ever decide to leave, ever decide to leave or, or, uh, or attain another position, she would be taking over. Mm. But now I don't think that's the case. I think someone like me more is probably, is most likely going to be in line. Probably and stuff, and just because um, she it, was the right hand mm-hmm. person to Feige, she yeah. was the second in command. Yeah, she was the second. Moment. Yeah, she was the second in command and stuff. But yeah, no, and it just like yeah, no, and like it just it's interesting, but also it just like I this is a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a lot because this is a lot of impact and stuff, especially when you consider the fact that she had been leading representation efforts and stuff, and it's just like. Like they just like they probably took a big massive hit with that, and then just probably. just from all sides and stuff. And I I definitely recommend people folks read the uh, variety article from Matt Donnelly and Adam B. Very because it kind of gives much more of a variety a much more variety painted picture as opposed to just other um as opposed to other um other outlets and stuff who are just saying like oh she left and so because like for a while we were waiting for an explanation or at least a statement from either 
Marvel or from Alonzo herself, but it looks like we're not probably not going to get one and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just, but yeah, no, it, it's a lot. And I'm just like, shit. And like, and like, I get it. And here's the thing. It's one of those things like I weirdly get, but like at the same time though, it's like, oof, oof. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. On the brighter note, um, so it might seem like we got to get a special presentation thing with uh, Stephen Young very soon. Probably. It makes sense because he's supposed to be a big-ish character, so it makes sense trying to do a special presentation, get him get him mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, no, so that'll no. be fun. Yeah, no, and I'm 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 excited and stuff. Plus, more Stephen Young. Mm-hmm. Which we which I look, I th- I think we're all in agreement. We all love Stephen Young. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. It'll all be right. exciting. I'm excited for him and then see you. I think he's gonna do good. It'll yeah. be fun. Same here, same here. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to recommendations for the week. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. Also, uh, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. So, yeah. Anyways, um, episode four. So, overall, this one was this one was really fun. Um, Carl Weathers and company just Carl Weathers killed it, and like mm-hmm. it just and just like he he made just another fun theme park like episode, and also just like his character, he clearly loves Grogu because mm-hmm. this was also a very uh, Grogu centric episode. Yes. Yeah. Like and it, like and it like we'll talk about Bo-Katan in a second, but um, um, we got a little bit of Brogu's past, and we're just gonna get this out of the way. But um, Abed Best, it's very cool. Who, who's character um Kieran Bilkus, who's in like this um Star Wars Jedi Temple reality show, helping mm-hmm. him out was just it was very cool. I, I'm just happy that like it just because he got because say what you will about the prequels, like he. And say what you will about Jar Jar. Like, he. I don't want to fully get it. I know, just. I'm just, I'm just happy that, like, just. I'm just happy the fans came around. Yeah. Came around and stuff. And now it's just because I. Look, as much as I have a love hate relationship with the prequels, y'all, and like, Jar Jar is kind of one of them, but it was never like at Ahmed or anything like that. God, no. Mm hmm. God no, but I'm just just the fact that he like duels lightsabers and stuff, and then has a motorcycle chase with some stormtroopers, and then and then he flies away, and then the boo starship. Oh my god, it was very cool. It was very fun. Just like uh, I, I okay, I have a whole thing with the Naboo starship with that starship and stuff. Like I think it's like the Millennium Falcon of the prequel trilogy. Okay. It's I like, can kind of see that. At least, at least to me, at least to me. Plus, I just, I just fucking love it and stuff. And then just, yeah. And then just him getting a little sign thing was really cool. Also, um, in addition, Bo Katan, Bo Katan, kind of becoming a bit more of a member of the group. I mm-hmm. still, I'm still try to figure out like, all right, what, what's your plan here? Are you trying to make another Death Watch, or are you trying to just, like, I'm trying to figure out like what's her plan here? But like, I just see her take, um. Take up a leadership role is just interesting and right. stuff and just yeah no it's, just, it's interesting and that was that was a very thrilling that was a very thrilling sequence and stuff um but yeah no overall um 
Um, whether it's knocked out of the park again, creating a fun, thrilling theme park style romp. And yeah, I just I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to ep- uh Ted Lasso, season three, episode two. Um just overall another great episode. Just really like the dynamic between Keeley's office, but also with Trent Graham of the Independent. Writing a book about the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. And then just them and just them all just being like, uh, okay, all right, cool, cool beans. Um, and then just them being hesitant, but then like after Roy like talks with him and stuff and stuff, which is which is very interesting and stuff. And that monologue later is just very interesting. I always forget how much I love Roy. He's he's hilarious. I was dying the whole time just laughing at the whole situation. <laughs> and the team's reaction to him and Keely breaking up was so funny. Yes, yes. It was so hilarious. Me and my mom were dying. Oh, it was so funny. It's just, I'm just like, oh, oh my God. And, and, um, Beardo, like, just like going, <laughs> like, it'd be like a few minutes at the beginning with, like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, everyone was invested. It's like, it's it like, was because they uh, they were they were really great and like mm-hmm. I honestly really should have done a rewatch because I kind of forgot why they broke up in the first place and I'm like I felt like it was a very stupid reason why they were breaking up e- e- and- e- even even some of the guy even like when they're like talking with them it's just like I was just like oh but and I think they're gonna get back together though, oh because- they're definitely gonna get back together yeah because he like. In the last episode, when the niece asked, "Ask, are you doing the right thing or something like that?" She, he says, "I don't know." So I'm like, "Yeah, he's." I feel like he's like, like overthink, like he's like, I probably shouldn't have broken up with her. Yeah, so. yeah, it's just yeah. They're gonna get, they're gonna get back together. Yeah. It's like if you ever like work someplace and there's like there's like a main couple. Yeah. And then it's and then like they break up and stuff and it's just like eh. that's what it is that's what it is it's very, I don't know I it's just funny and I always love the dynamic with the the team and everything too it's just nice because they all care about each other it's great yeah so. and, and just it just yeah yeah I, I I fucking love and then Jamie Jamie being like being like I'm sorry you got that he's like I broke up with her he's like. Are you stupid? Like, why did you break up with her? Because him and Keely, Jamie and Keely, have history because she was dating him for a little bit in the beginning. So it was just kind of a funny moment. Yeah. Also, like, we also, uh, to comment on that real quick, he's definitely come a long way since season one. Oh, yeah. He's had a lot of growth. All all of them have, but Jamie specifically. Mm-hmm. Has had a lot of growth because I could not stand him in the beginning. Yeah, no, not, I, yeah, I wanted to, but now I want just more of him and Roy hanging around and being friends and being hilarious. Yeah, and stuff, so. and it's just like, and like when he approaches for a hug, it's just like, I that was so funny. I'm like, <laughs> bro, you know Roy though, you know you don't just do that. <laughs> yeah, no, but also just like it's just like I'm just like empathy and stuff, and it's just like, oh, it was cute though. I was glad. I was worried for like a split second that it's going to become like another love triangle thing. I had a feeling with the set, like with mm-hmm. that and the look on Jamie's face, I was a little worried and I thought he's going to follow Keely, but then he went to where Roy was. I'm like, okay, 
this I like. Mm -hmm. This I it, like. Yeah, it, so I was worried that same thing. Yeah. Just, I wouldn't it, have blamed them for going with the cliche of that, but then also I'm like, no, this is better. Yeah, this fits the show better. Yeah, so. yeah, no, definitely. And I like, and I, and I, sh I should be trusting these writers at this point. I know we should be. We 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 sh we should be. And so, like, this isn't the CW. No, it's not. This is it's good writing. This is this is way better writing than CW. Oh, we're so scarred from watching too much CW. I think we might be. I think we might be collectively as a society. Literally, I really do. And this is nothing against like the actual people that work at the CW. CW, I'm sure they're very lovely people. But like, uh, I saw a quick interview with um one of the actors on this show, and she was talking about how um how nice it is to play something that's like happy but also not afraid to get you in the feels mm -hmm. and it's well balanced mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's good. I really love the show. I forgot how much I missed it until it came back on. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Ted Lasso's in our lives. Cause mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I, I think like with the world kind of. You do most. He vanished, but now he's back. <laughs> yes. 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 And yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and kind of segueing over from the CW, CW and stuff. Um, and Ted Lasso, basically, just never mind. Never mind. I was gonna do a whole segue thing, but it's just it just it felt. Apart. It felt apart I see what you were trying to do. I get what you were trying to do. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, I saw Shazam: Fear of the Gods last weekend, and it was pretty good. Um, David F. Sandberg and company made a pretty fun continuation of the first film, this time with a bigger budget, with them providing a ton of surprises and thrills while also still keeping the heart and humor. Um, as for the cast, Zachary really Levi continues to shine with him and as him and his co-stars provide a lot of great performances, with the standouts being Zachary Grazer and Rachel Zegler, as they provide some nice chemistry. In addition, Helen Mir and Lucy Liu are pretty good as the villains, providing an interesting dynamic to them. And finally, the score by Ant-Man composer Christopher Beck was epic and powerful, fully matching what Sandberg and company set out to do. Overall, while not as great as the first one, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is, a, is still a pretty fun continuation, uh, filled with some nice surprises from Sandberg and company, some great performances, and an epic score from, from Beck. Definitely recommend checking this one out. And also, um, I kind of need to do a rant real quick. This, right, isn't necessarily, this isn't necessarily at the movie, but at the fallout that this movie okay. has done. Um, can we just uh, I, I don't even know how I want to describe it because like I just the fucking superhero the rather the comic movie, movie fandom I'm I'm kind of especially with DC maybe so with Marvel but also with DC it's starting to reach a point and I need people just to just, I'm, I'm getting sick of it and just it just also just uh, in the way this franchise and then honestly the way how this franchise has been treated um and I'm the way this stretch has been treated is just annoying, especially mm -hmm. given the whole news about the rock and stuff. And just mm -hmm. and if I and just get that off my off my chest real quick, I imagine he's a very charismatic person. I've never met him in public and stuff, and he's probably a very charismatic person who probably when he was offered the role of Black Adam back, I think like the early two thousand, they say you probably wanted him to play Shazam. But he was getting off of um, some Disney movies at the time, some very kid-friendly movies at the time, be like, I don't know if I want to play a kid, which is understandable. So they kind of um, messed around uh, messed around a little bit, not being non-committal until 
now where they were able to separate the character and stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like this has handicapped the um, Shazam portion of the franchise mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just even Sandberg has said like like the idea of like Shazam versus Black Adam, like that actual idea has literally that's like money being left on the table. And I I, I agree. And and that I, was always supposed to be the plan when this was announced. I. Right? I somewhat like he like he would, that was always in the back of people's mind that we could get this this is a potential the back of fans minds but um but the, the, the rock who's like i think he's i think he's an ep on these movies was like veto the ideas he even vetoed an idea that kind of happened uh, one of the post-credit scenes and stuff and it's just it, it's it's a mess and then also just mm-hmm. including the whole goddamn fandom into this mm-hmm. which i'm just uh I, I don't know if i've ever said this publicly i probably might have I'm fucking sick of the Steiner Bros. Like, they all burn in hell for all I care. Okay, that might be a little bit extreme, but just hear me out. I I, I understand. Just for me, I know some people who aren't like that, who like the Snyder movies, but mm-hmm. I understand. I think it's just, eh, it's just the mess. And I think it's a good thing that we're going to get a reboot pretty soon. Mm-hmm. That, that will readjust everything, hopefully, and put us in a new spot where we are no longer super tied to those movies if we can start fresh because that's what we need to do. Yeah. So. I'm just hoping that stuff like Yeah, and I'm hoping just stuff like, for example, Blue Beetle um isn't because this kind of I think Blue Beetle's gonna be okay. I okay. really do. I, I do. I, I don't I think the new stuff that they have filmed that hasn't been released yet. Then mm-hmm. that that has no ties to uh the previous iteration of DCEU. Um I think they're gonna give it a chance. But it's also Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers is in hell right now. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And and they kind of fucked up on the marketing for this movie. Yeah. Literally there was a whole thing. There really the- hasn't been that much stuff coming out for it. You have to go find it. And the stuff that has been released from what I've from what I've gathered. Um mm-hmm. Like that stuff got um shit, how can I put this? Um some of the stuff that had been released were like major spoiler filled stuff. Mm. And stuff. Yeah, I even saw a thing, I don't even know if it's true, but I'm pretty sure it's true of well, somebody big popping up in the end. Again, like, mm. I don't know if it was a post credit scene or if it was, I saw that pop up. Yeah, uh, without giving away any spoilers, uh, yeah, someone does big. Yeah, just I'm not gonna say who in case people somehow haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah, I just, I just like I, and the sucky thing is the person who I really feel the most about all this is Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Like, like essentially, like after the movie came out, he said he's done with comic movies at least for a while, and honestly, I don't blame him. Like the man has been literally doing like de- dealing with this franchise and with the fans of these franchise for like years and yeah. stuff. And I just I I I imagine the toll it probably has taken on him. And honestly, I just want him to get his malignant check. Um, mm-hmm. which is in reference to James Wan doing malignant after um essentially Warner's kind of gave um Wan won 50 million, and that's how we got Malignant, which I highly recommend for the for the folks who haven't seen it. It's a horror film. Mm. So, but basically, I want him. Basically, I want Sandberg to get his Malignant check and just go all out. Do do another do another horror movie, and he does have a, a few projects in the works, mostly at Netflix and stuff. But okay. just, but yeah, no, I just like I'll see anything that David F. Sandberg does for the, for the future and stuff. But like, just 
I, I feel for him. I, I really do feel that exhaustion and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a lot. And honestly, it just, it speaks, to, it just speaks to really just the IP market and just how these fucking fans are. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, you, you think they're you- just so attached to a lot of these characters. And mm-hmm. nope, I feel like there's been little, neither, I'm going to say this, neither, Big IP and his focus on Marvel and DC has done a super, super good job. Some characters, they nail. I will say that. Some characters, they do a good job. I think Marvel has done a better job mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marvel still hasn't done it perfect because there is some stuff that I could talk about with Marvel that I've had issues with. So but I'm not going to. But DC has struggled majorly because... And I think it's part of the comics in general is there's so many different iterations mm-hmm. of characters and people get tied to a specific kind mm-hmm. of iteration and it becomes, and that's what people like. And if you give a director that and they like that version, that's probably the version we're going to get because that's mm-hmm. the one that they feel connected to and they want to tell the story for. Mm-hmm. But that may not necessarily be the one that the, the audience wants. I guess. I don't know yeah. if that made any sense, but I, I, I see I see what you're talking about and stuff. And I, I, I do get it, especially on the DC side of things. I think that's part of what the issue is, is that the fans have such an attachment to these characters, and I feel like besides very few, a lot of them are not what a lot of people want, I guess. I don't yeah, know. No. It's either way, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. That's what it comes down to. No. Just, just let's just, yeah, it's a mess. It's, it's okay, a... everybody. It's okay. It's... Yeah, but I, I had to make that rant because I got really pissed off. And no, like, I understand. It's, it's just I haven't. I've seen a little bit of it, and it is. I've just been like, great. So. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. But anyways, do you have any recommendations for us before we close out? Um, no, not really. All right. Yeah. And we let's close out, shall we? Sounds good. Um, so like I said at the top of the show, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Combo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. If you want to send us an email with anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. That's right, back at last. I just did all that as intro again. Oh God. You're all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, no. Uh, we I'll... are we are on a lot of pl- podcast platforms and stuff too. So I'm pretty sure we're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. We're pretty much everywhere. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, take care, y'all. Alrighty, guys. Bye. Bye bye.